Good evening, Rock Harbor. Here to worship tonight. Here to worship the Lord. Musicians are already on stage. We're ready to worship. Did you have a good time this morning? Amen. The Lord has been good. He's been good. Well, as we begin tonight, we're coming in. To, uh, we'll enter in with uh, with prayer. And uh, Lord, we just thank you. God, we we have no words to express to our gratitude and thanks for visiting us the way you did this morning. God, the way you've been visiting us. Oh, Father, we open up to you. We allow you full, full and free reign. Father God, do what you want. And Father, thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity to be here tonight. Lord, I just pray, Father God, and invite you in. We invite in the Holy Spirit. We invite in the move of the Holy Ghost. And Father, thank you, Lord God, for once again gathering us together. Lord, help us to take full advantage of this opportunity that we have tonight, God, together once again with believers here with collective faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. I was uh, was thinking, watching people going up and down the road, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And and maybe you've done this before, but this I've done this before, but not as much as I have lately. And I'm not judging at all. I'm just asking a question. And I pass by people, I meet a lot of people all week long. New people, continued relationships. Um, I'd say I'm probably in 20 people's houses a week, maybe 30, a lot of different houses. And um, this question keeps rolling in my mind, which what it's doing is coming back and it's challenging me. And when I meet somebody, I ask myself, I wonder if they're going to heaven or hell? I just ask that question. I wonder, I wonder where they're going. And I wonder if I'm making enough of an impact to lead them in the right direction. Now this is, this is not the message tonight, I wanted, but I do want to tell you this. That the way that you conduct yourself outside of church matters. Amen. It matters. And I know that we have a fast-paced culture and a fast-paced life. And I know that you're not always going to be given the opportunity to sit down with somebody and ask them where their eternal uh, home is going to be. I, I, I understand that. But I can't escape this, this feeling that I should be doing something more. And that what I'm doing right now is not enough. It's, it's, it's not enough because I think that if we become assumptive, if we start assuming that, well, it's your choice, you can make the choice or not, you know, we live in the Bible Belt, it's pretty well a biblically saturated area, and that's true, but that's not necessarily a good thing. The people have become complacent and become uh, church and, and uh, praying for you. It's become normalized and nominalized to the point where people don't think too much about it anymore. And so I asked myself that question, and am, I, am I doing everything I can to make sure that that individual 
makes the right decision? Or am I doing something or saying things or conducting myself in a way that may give the wrong image of the church? May give the wrong image of the church. Um, the church, if I could put it this way, the church is in need of employment. Amen. <laughs> you got help wanted signs everywhere. Uh -huh. McDonald's needs help. That's crazy. Um, there, there used to be, I remember when I worked at Pizza Hut, there was a, there was a spot in there that thick of just applications that you could choose from. People were banging at the door to get in. We want to help. We want to make money. We want to work. That's not the case anymore. There's not a lot of people wanting to work. There's not a lot of people wanting to get busy in that arena. Somehow it's even bled into the church. There's not a, a lot of people that want to stay busy in the church anymore. You see, there's a dynamic here. I'll say this and then we'll get actually to the message. There's a dynamic in church. And it's a collective thing. It all works together. Mm -hmm. And that if you want to see the great works of God and you want to see things work, it takes us together. It takes a bit of togetherness. It takes a, uh, a working together and a belief together. It takes collective faith working to see things begin to happen and begin to move. Right. It's not just one, not just two. It may start there. But if you want to see something happen, then it takes collectiveness. It takes people uh, wanting to participate, wanting to engage, wanting to be a part of the service. We've started to see something happen in Rock Harbor that we haven't tasted in, in, a, in a while. And we, we now see that it is, uh, it is the end thing. It's the popular thing. It's the cool thing to come down to the altar. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's about time Amen. that that become popular once again. Yeah. But it doesn't end there. And so for, for, for new converts, wherever you are, for experienced, seasoned members, we're on a journey. Yeah. And it takes all of us together Amen. to make this thing work. Yeah. I'm excited because I've seen... And I'm using this term loosely. Don't think that I'm being disrespectful. I've seen some new employment. Yeah. I've seen some new employment in the church. Amen. I'm excited. Amen. Because the church needs new people. Needs new 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 blood. Can I say that? New blood. Yeah. Come in and receive the true blood. Amen. Jesus Christ. Recognition of who he really is. There's so much more to come. Do I believe that the end is near? I do. I do believe that the end is near, but that by, by accepting that, I'm not in any way dismissing that there's a lot of work to do from now until then. Amen. There's a lot of work to do. Amen. There's a lot of our family members that need prayer. Amen. Amen. A lot of people in our town still need impacted, detouched. And I said, you know, uh, we already know it, and I said it just a second ago, and I, th I, th I think that that is the obstacle that we have to overcome is the saturation. It's the fact that we assume that everybody already knows the gospel and they just made the decision not to be here. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. We have got to be reaching out and touching people and never assuming that people already know. Never make that assumption. I want you to turn somewhere. Uh, uh, turn to the book of James.
Pastor, you've been talking a lot about lately about the church returning to some of its oracles and funda uh, fundamentals. Um, and you and I have had those discussions. They've been really good discussions about uh, the direction that we're going and what it's going to take in order for us to get to where we want to really want to see God begin to move and begin to really reap from the, the seed that has been sown. Uh, I mentioned collective faith, and I think sometimes that's underestimated. And see, when you come to church, there is the element of collective faith. But see, the thing about it is, is that that collective faith has to be that we all are in agreement of what the Lord is capable of doing. Amen. That's, that's the element of it. That we all are in agreement of what the Lord is capable of doing. If, if, if a portion of us believe that he's capable, the other portion doesn't believe, and then there's this portion in there that doesn't really care, it makes it very difficult for the dynamic of church to be effective because it is God's will that when we come in here that collective faith begin to move and begin to work. Amen. Pastor, you've said it many times and I want to reiterate this. This is simply not just a place where we come, pastor comes up here, he gives us a word, we clap, that was good, we feel good, we go home. That's not it. There's a dynamic, a dynamic that, that God has willed, willed, I'm going to show you here in scripture that he's willed for the church. And so when I say, when we were talking about this morning in Sunday school, when I hear about God's will, that means there is a potential. God's got something that I can attain. You say that God says, my, my perfect will is for you to be delivered. Well, that's, that's something to be attained. If, if God says that you can be delivered from something, shouldn't you want to be delivered? Amen. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the highest thing that we could attain. God says you can be delivered, then that's what I should be going for. I should want to be delivered from whatever it is that I'm dealing with. If God said it, then it's so. So you take my faith, not measured in any particular type of strength, but you take my faith and you, you put my faith with Sean's, and then you take our faith and put it with Waylon's, and then we kind of spread that around. And if all of us begin to believe that God is capable of doing the things that he promised, mm -hmm. then something begins to happen. Amen. Then we, we see his collective faith begin to work. And this is where I think, and I'm not going to necessarily say that this church has done this, but at the same time, I don't believe that this message is for anyone else but you. That we make sure that we're taking full advantage of collective faith while we are here. Amen. What does that mean? Well, that means expectation. That means having an expector. That when you walk in the door, you have expectation of what God is capable of doing. Not an opinion about what God can do, but what his word says he can do. And if his word says that he can do it, he can do it, amen? Amen. Now, this kind of thing ex excited me, especially when I was young, because when I began to realize that God actually meant what he said, and he would actually do what he said he would do, as I began to dig, it became really interesting to co start coming across things and say, I need that. You ever did say that before? Amen. I need that. I need that from God. God, I need you to do that for me. And, and knowing that it is possible to receive it. It's possible. You can have it. You can have everything that God says that you can have. Amen. Now, the reason I'm reiterating this, and I'll, when I come to the scripture, it'll be familiar territory for you. But because 
we've done it so many times, sometimes there's a danger of becoming, uh, the, the scriptures becoming so normalized that we look at them and say, oh yeah, 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 I know he can do that. But what do we really believe? What do we really believe God is capable of doing? I believe that, that, that we will, and our expectors, and our expectation will be strictly based on what we truly believe God is going to do. This is one of the tough things about being in a desert season for a long period of time, is that we become so dry and parched that we forget that it's not God's will for us to be dry and parched. Amen. That we forget that it's not God's will for us to stay in the desert and to become shriveled up in our expectations to be completely blown away. And that we really don't have any expectation of what God can do. We just simply come in here and we just say, God, if you're going to do it, just do it. I'm too tired to even think about it. Now listen, I'm just like you. I come in here sometimes and I'm exhausted. And my expector is about like that. Anybody with me? Amen. You don't have to be ashamed. You can say amen. That's all right. But if that's the, if that's the continual belief system then we're always going to continually be getting a little drink and then falling off getting a little drink and then falling off something is happening here in rock harbor church that we do not want to stifle Amen. we want to allow him to work and to do the, his greatest work there's a bit of momentum can we agree Amen. a bit of momentum that we're starting to see and so I want to talk a little bit about tonight about what are we expecting. And in James chapter 5, verse 13, we have something particular. Verse 13 says, Is any among you afflicted? Among who? Among you? Among who? Who's you? Believers. Church. Church. Is there any among you afflicted? You could stop right there and we could, we, we got to answer the question. And I have, uh, Pastor, you, you said it. We, we talked about this. Um, there are a lot of afflicted people in Rock Harbor Church. A lot of people that are dealing with a lot of things yeah. across the board. And to the point where I think the comment was made just recently, earlier, that we've not seen the likes of, of uh, you know, as far as the time frame and the things that we're going through, um, end time prophecy and end time things. Never before in time have we seen this amount of things take place uh, in our nation. But also say that um, I've, I've never seen uh, the amount of affliction on God's people, like I've seen in the last two years. Unbelievable. Unbelievable amount of affliction. Do you think that's by chance? Or do you think that the enemy is, is trying to keep you away from something? Because if, if you know that, if you know if you've been afflicted, if you've been through things, if you go through things, you know that those things serve as distractions. Unless you're really seasoned and experienced in, in prayer and reading the word, they serve to distract you. Because it seems like when you get one thing out of the way, another thing pops up. You think, where does this come from? Where do you think it comes from? 
can assure you, this is no time to be trying to stand on your own. Most assuredly, this is the time to take advantage of group faith, to take advantage of each other, to be excited about being in each other's presence because of the encouragement to be had to uh, take advantage of the laying on of hands, taking advantage of your belief. I want to be here with people who believe that God can do anything. Amen. Why? Amen. Because I want to take advantage of it. <laughs> I want some of that. Amen. I come in here believing, and or if you come in here believing, let, I'll use you because that makes it a little bit easier. You come in here believing, but if no one else believes, then you're left without. The opportunity is when we are here together. There's something amazing that happens in the dynamic of group faith. And a question is asked in verse 13, is any among you afflicted? It says, let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Pastor mentioned that this morning. And verse 14 says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. I have read this scripture many, many times. We have used this scripture in this church many a times. But the question, the third question is, is there any sick among you? Well, there's only, I mean, only you can really define exactly what that means. And um, I'm going to say that that's going to cover a lot of bases. Is there anybody here that is dealing with something that is causing them an ailment in their body? There, that covers everything. Yeah. See, we've been doing this for so long. And we've been in the, in, in, and I'm using the term loosely, we've been in the game of church for so long that calling for the elders and all of that stuff, yeah, we've already done all that stuff though, Tanner. We've already done all the praying and all of that stuff. So what do we say then? We just cash it in then? We're not gonna, we're not gonna try anymore. We're gonna go ahead and just let everything sit as it is. We're going to sit here afflicted and sick and hurting. And we're going to say, I've already tried prayer, though. Do you really try prayer? Is that <laughs> something you try? Or is it something we do? Amen. Because when your faith is in the right place, then prayer is something that we do. It's not just once, not just twice, but every single time. I don't see anywhere in here where a number was given. Not anywhere in here was a number given. And see, this is where we become, especially coming out of a time or a season where things have been dry. You deal with things in your body. And, and let's be honest, a lot of you in here tolerate. Can I get an amen on toleration? Amen. We tolerate things that go on in our body. I get it. I totally understand. I tolerate things in my body. My wife tolerates things in her body. We tolerate things. And, and, and cognitively, I understand and I know that God can heal, but yet when we're together collectively, I can't honestly say that the expectation comes to me. Well, if it gets done, it gets done. And if it don't, it don't. I've been tolerating it this long. I'm just going to deal with it. I was sitting at the table and I asked the Lord, I said, what are you going to, what do you want to bring tonight? It's, 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 it's all you. What do you want to do? And I seen this mixing bowl and a spoon stirring. And he said, stir it up. Amen. Stir it up. 
I said, well, you want to stir up? He said, healing. I want to stir up healing. I'll tell you something tonight. It's not a cliche. And I say it through everything that we've known. Some of you are, are seasoned and some of you are new. God is in the healing business. Amen. He's a healer. It's not a dismissal of anything we've done in the past. God's been a part of it. Not at all. But I believe that God is wanting to stir some things up in Rock Harbor Church. And he said, I want to stir up healing. And what that means is, it's not a show. It's not that we can visually see something take place. It is about taking the faith that you've already been given, the measure of faith that God has given you, and we all collectively begin to agree that God is my healer. And that when I come together, and my brothers and my sisters come together and lay hands on me, I believe that I am healed Amen. in Jesus' name. That's faith. That's faith, because... The biggest problem, though, is coming coming into that realm because we get so far and then we're like, but, but I've prayed, though, and I'm still dealing with it. And we get discouraged. Can we all, let's just get this out of the way. Can we agree that we get discouraged when yeah. we ask for healing and we don't get a healing? Amen. It's okay to be discouraged. It's okay. That's, that's, that's okay to be discouraged. But do, do you and can you dismiss that God says... That you are healed. <clears throat> he tells us what to do. Now let's let's go Amen. through this. Let's Amen. just go through this. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. There's a, there's more than one reference there. We're, we're, we're talking about we're talking about the sick in, in the body. We're also talking about the sick in the spirit. We're seeing we've seen some people get saved lately and healed spiritually, right? Amen. We have faith for that, correct? Amen. Amen. The same faith that believes that God saves souls is the same faith that says God can heal me. Amen. It's the same faith. But what I'm seeing is, is that God says, I need you to stir it a bit. Come on, cultivate. That was the other word. Cultivate it. Come on, stir it up. You believe it? Let's put it into action. Let's, let's push the envelope a little bit. And he said, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Verse 16 says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Amen. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. What is the scripture saying? This scripture saying is saying, and, it's, and I love how it ends with speaking about Elijah in six, uh, 17 and 18, that he's talking about the effectual fervent prayer in 16, confessing your faults one to another. He's talking about praying for healing and praying for the things that have been promised to you. And he says, this guy right over here prayed in faith, and it worked. It's exactly what he's doing. He's pointing. He said, this guy right over here prayed in faith, and it worked. And see, what 17 and 18 is supposed to do is supposed to stir you and me up. Yeah. That's what it was made to do. It was made to stir us up where we look at that scripture and say, hey, if it can happen, if he can pray that prayer, then I should be able to pray this prayer, and it work. Amen. And it work. The prayer of faith. An old 
an old idea that we could actually pray that God would heal a body of diabetes, that God would heal a body of some sort of affliction, whatever health issue it is, and that God will heal that individual. And we will come in these doors with the expectation that today, that tonight, God is going to heal somebody. Amen. That's stirring. That's stirring the pot. That's stirring. And, and, and so we have to, to dare to believe that God can do it. Now, see, this is proactive. It's very important that you understand this. It's proactive. It's not something that you relax on because if you relax on it, and you just say, God, you just do whatever you're going to do tonight. You see, I've said that before, and it sounds really good. You say, God, you just do whatever you want. And that's true. God will do whatever he wants to do. We allow him to have his will. But it, understand from his spoken word, his, I'm sorry, his written word, and we speak it, that's the rhema word, the rhema word of God. We know that God's perfect will is that you're healed. Amen. Amen. God's perfect will is that you be healed. That you not have to tolerate everything that comes down the pipe. And doesn't it feel like it sometimes that you come in you're like, I'm afflicted. You've been hit with stuff. But we've been hit so many times and so often coming out of a dry season, we just tolerate it. We just tolerate it. We just put up with it. I say that Rock Harbor Church come back to the place where we are collectively in agreement that God can heal the individuals that are in this church. Amen. That can heal them. And not just waiting to see what will happen. Let's just see what will happen. Let's see if God will do it. No. It's going to take Sean's faith. It's going to take Heather's faith. It's going to take my faith. It's going to take Jimmy's faith. It's going to take Pastor's faith. Waylon's faith. It's going to take all of our faith together. And that we don't sleep on it. But we say, God, I believe you can do it. I believe that you can do it. I want to read you one more scripture, and then we're going to pray. Look at Isaiah. I want to give you the promise, because that's important. It's important that you understand where the promise is at. There's a, there's a couple other places, too, obviously, but I want to just give you this one. In Isaiah uh, 53, 5. Isaiah 53, 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. How many of you are in love with that scripture? Amen. Yeah. You see, why is it, though, that when we look at this scripture and we say, Yeah, I believe that. I believe he was wounded for my transgressions. I believe he was bruised for my iniquities. I believe that that I did not have peace with God until Jesus did what he did. I believe that. But then when it comes to healing, for some reason the church has a block right there. It's like a block. They stop right there and they're like, hmm, hmm, sometimes. Sometimes he does. Like maybe 10% of the time he does. He does it whenever he feels like it. Yeah. God's perfect will is that you're healed. Amen. That's his will. And I think what it's time for is it's time that we begin to stir up that pot of faith again. It's time that we stir that thing up and that we stop letting it just lay there because there's potential. 
Amen. There's potential. There's great potential. Amen. So tonight we're going to pray. I mean, I'm, I'm going to ask for, for Pastor's help tonight. Because you may be here and you're probably thinking the same thing I was thinking when I knew that we were going to be doing this tonight. Was that we've already prayed for people that are sick. We've already prayed that prayer for that individual uh-huh. or that individual. And God showed me, he said, wipe that stuff off the table. You wipe that off the table. We're going to cultivate faith. We're going to cultivate faith. We're going to stir the pot. So whether you have been down here before for an affliction in your body, whether you've been down here for a particular, you say, I've been down there three times, I asked prayer already. Tonight you're going to make it a fourth time. And we're going to pray the prayer of faith. And we're not going to stop praying the prayer of faith because we're a church of faith. Amen? Amen. We're a church of faith. Tonight, you can have the healing that God promised you, but it's going to start with faith. You're going to have to believe that he can do it. And I don't care if you've been down here 50 times for your affliction. I don't care if it's maybe even something that you haven't prayed for in years because you've already said it's just the way that it is. I'm going to let it go. We are going to have to exercise our faith if we're going to see God do great things. Amen. Amen. Exercise. Work that thing. Work it and get it out of the state that it's in and let's get it back to where God can do greater things. Pastor, if you would come. Brother Kenny's going to put some music on. We've got the anointing oil here. Amen. This is nothing new to you. You know what this is. This is a representation of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise God that we've got this. Amen. We have the opportunity tonight to collectively believe. What do you believe tonight? So, if you would, come. We're going to pray for you tonight. We don't have to spend all night doing this. We don't. It's about faith. When we pray, we're going to pray and we're going to believe, and then we're going to let it go with that. But we're going to stir it up. Amen? Amen. Let's stir it up tonight. Amen. Said, brother, we prayed for my neck a while back. Okay. It was about 3.30 this morning that started hurting. Mm. Going back up. And that's something. Here again. All right. Studying about that time? Yes, sir. I Yes, sir, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Father God, thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Bless Father God, God, we just come right now. We just pray for my brother. Father God, Lord, we just pray for healing, Jesus. God, I just come, Lord God, according to your word. God, we just exercise faith, Lord God, and pray for healing in his body in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray, Lord God, touch my brother, Father God, for healing in the neck, total relief in the neck in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, Lord, tonight, Lord God, touch this neck, Lord, release the tendons and the nerves, Father God. Believe it right now in Jesus' name. We can make a confession of healing in his neck in Jesus' name. We speak healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for this tonight, Father God. Thank you. Thank you for my brother, Father God. Healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Healing. Healing. Thank you, Lord. I got a list. Praise God, I'm laying it all out. All this, diabetes, asthma, high cholesterol, and uh, damaged whatever from COVID. Okay. All of it out now in the name of Jesus. Okay. Let's pray. 
Father God, we just pray for our sister. Father God, Lord. Father, we just Father, we pray for healing right now in Jesus' name. We take authority over diabetes in the name of Jesus. We take authority over these things, Father. We take authority over the damage caused by this sickness, Lord. Father God, she's confessed everything that's in front of her, Lord God. And Father, we speak it forth, Father God, and we claim healing in Jesus' name. Father God, we believe your healing power. Father God, to be upon her, Father, touch her, Lord God. Touch her body and her mind, Father God. Total deliverance in Jesus' name. Total healing. Fully, Father God, from top to bottom, Father God. We believe it in Jesus' name. We believe that you've done it, Lord God. Yes. We believe it in the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Speak healing in our bodies. Speak healing, healing in the shoulders. We come against arthritis in Jesus' name. We come against the strolling up in the arms and the, the shoulders, Father God. We speak healing upon our body, Father God. Heal her body, Father God. I pray. Lord, touch her body, Father God. Touch her, Lord God. Deliver her, God. Completely, Father God. Deliver her completely, Father God. Lord, I speak healing. In Jesus' name, we believe it. And we completely declare it, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. By your word. Power of your word, Lord. Power of your word, Bless her, Lord God, I pray thank with a calmness Lord. and a comfort and a peace and a joy. Thank you, amen. Jesus, amen. And amen. Thank, thank you, Lord. Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, 
healing comes. Healing comes in the name of Jesus. God, we bind up in the name of Jesus these powers of darkness that are attempting, Lord God, to disable these young God, Lord, I ask you, Lord, to minister to heaven and set her free of this, Lord, and give her a boldness, power, and courage in the Holy Spirit, and abundance, God, Father, of of go ye, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we just bring her to this room, God. Again, praying that prayer of faith, God, Father, tonight, Lord, upon her. And God, she will be loosed and God delivered from this in the name of Jesus. We receive it from you now, Lord. By you, God, Father, tonight, Lord, just bless her. We receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Spoken, Lord. 
Confession, Lord, that you're dealing with some things, Lord.
see. That's why you're waiting. You ain't getting a quick answer on that. I'll tell you right now. That's not what <laughs> I need. I know. Okay? And I'm like, okay, so you need, I was like. You ever heard the old saying, jump too quick? Yeah. He don't let you jump too quick if you wait on him. That's He'll right. make it available. Just give it to him and say, this is my desire. You said he'd give us the desire of our heart. This is my desire, Lord. What do you think about it? Yeah. And I keep on, on like thinking, okay, this is the deal. And then I'm just like, okay, we'll eat a minute here. We'll just go back. See, there's a little reservation. He knows it. Okay. That's you right. Okay. Yeah. And it might be for a good reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good reason. Okay. Just pray. When you get through, you hang on to it. Just work that perfect. Father, we just we just rely upon you, Lord, our faith and trust is in you, God. That just comes to mind, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for the and Lord, they're seeking and searching. And God, Father, you have the answers already, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you help her to know when it's time and just to give this to you, Lord God, and say, here it is, God. This is her desire, Lord God. Father, that it's yours. Take it, Lord, and move her to do what needs to be done, God. And just we pray for a response to her that she knows that she knows that she knows. There won't be any wondering. There won't be any thinking, Lord God. It's just going to be an answer for me. God, we pray for peace for her and Daniel in the meantime. Just give us a joyful peace. Just awaiting peace, Lord God. It's okay, Lord. We'll wait on you, God. And when you give us the answer, God, and we'll receive. And God, let us pray for blessings to them, both of them, Lord God, Father, as they continue in their walk of faith, God, to you. And they receive great and mighty things, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I didn't know how this was going to work out. Apparently, Sister Becca's the last in order here tonight. But uh, this came because Judy texted me and said she's hurting really bad and she needs prayer now. And uh, I was just given this. I'm going to ask the, the young people of this church, the youth, to come up here and surround Becca's wheelchair. And she's going to set in for Judy tonight. Amen. And every rest of you can come too. But I want the young people laying hands on Rebecca tonight. I want you praying in the name of Jesus to to relieve this pain and to be seized so she can have freedom from it and be loose to it. Young people, we're going to use the anointing oil. We'll put it on my hand and I'm going to touch y'all's hands. I'll take these hands anointing oil. right now, Father God, with the prayer of faith working, Father God, collectively with these young people, Father God. Collectively, we believe, Father, the total relief and healing in Judy's life, Father God, her body. Father God, you know all the complications she's been dealing with, and we collectively believe you can take care of this situation right now in Jesus' name. We bind that pain in the name of Jesus. We bind that pain. We bind diabetes. We bind the abortion of the body in Jesus' name. We believe 
so prevalent in our society today. I pray for the healing of families. I pray for a coming together of families, a love to to generate in families and in relationships between husbands and wives and children and parents and siblings and and family members, Lord. I pray, God, for a closeness of church members, Lord. I pray for the genuine fellowship that's declared in your word, Lord, to be effective and at work. We bring that faith tonight, all of us together, yes, Lord. to see these great things we pray for come to be and to see more in the making, Lord. Yes. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 